And welcome to the Shanghai Reality Show. It is February 9th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit and Mark Joseph. So, um, Mark, Joe, Mark Joseph. Hey, Mark. Hi, Joe. Uh, hi, Derek. Hi, Mark. Hello. Hi, <laughs> So, um, anyway, today we're going to have Derek. I've put up a promo. Gee, I hope I put the promo up. Let me just make sure I put the promo up. Oh, yes. Okay. The promo is up on the show. Um, we've got some photographs there. And Derek's going to kind of tell us a little bit about some of the, the stones that, that... Stones. Rocks. Minerals. Entities. <laughs> individuals. I don't know what you call these things anymore. They're so magical. Um, he's going to talk about his, his, his most recent trip. Last week, he wasn't here because of the trip. And um, we'll start the show that way. Is that okay with you, Derek? Yep, not a problem at all. Yeah, sounds good. I'm, I appreciate um, Walt being on last week and uh, having such a great show. He so was I, great. I, he was awesome. That's <laughs> exactly right here. He always is, though. So, no, Walt's fantastic. Um, and, and I always appreciate Mark being here as well, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, we, so we can talk about what happened last week so basically what we're talking about for for those that didn't know is um or don't know several times a year so i mystical wares are our polished rock and gem crystal stores up in northern washington state so just uh, less than an hour from canada but we make probably it's going to turn into about four or five different trips a year to arizona um, this trip, we went down to Tucson, Arizona, and then Quartzsite. And I don't know if I told you that, Nancy, or not about the Tucson part. But due to the uh, the corona drama happening, they've been adjusting the Rock and Gemma Crystal shows across the U.S., which are mainly in Denver, Colorado, and then, like I said, down in Tucson and Quartzsite, Arizona, are the larger ones. And that's where um, vendors come from all over the world with... Items like for those of you that can see the promo Nancy shared, and we'll get into some more of those items in a little bit. But the I don't know what we have. There are probably at least 50 types and, or shapes and cuts of selenite or gypsum we brought back as well from uh, I don't know, was it a foot and a half tall selenite tower down to little one inch ones and everything you can think of in between that as well. Um, so that's kind of interesting that they're and that's also new, Nancy. Um, all these shapes. So in the well, probably th I've been going to these shows for decades, but not buying for a store like this. So I didn't really look at the different selenite shapes. And for those that don't know, um, think of it as sort of a, a softer crystal. Um, so they're really good for holding energies and shining light through and things like that. But what they've started doing is bringing in um, the, the new shapes. Because before it would be raw selenite chunks that we would call um, maybe wands or something like that or, or chunks. Um, but now they're polishing it, they're carving it into knives and little swords and things like that. Think sort of like etheric cord cutting, removing attachments, things like that. So they're really good to work into visualizations when you're working with energies. Um, and then, you know, not to mention the fact that they, of course, work on holding energies like any crystalline form. So they'll, they'll work just having them around you um, for various ways. So the shows where I was getting at, there was basically lots more shapes now, which is why we were able to bring back um, all those different sizes and things. And a lot of them do actually light up like lamps. 
So, um, and then also in the picture, and anytime you guys cut in, if, if you want me to explain more of, and I know I'm not getting real in detail here in anything just yet, but if you need me to, um, I will. And then Nancy on the bottom, and for those that again have the promo photo on the bottom right, assume I we buy wholesale. So in this case, we actually found a case, uh, and I believe it was Alabama, and I'm not going to remember the exact mine, but smoky quartz um, that we thought were small crystals about the size of your pinky, which are about average size for the ones we typically get from there. Um, but I'm not sure exactly what happened, but we came back and opened up the case because we bought it unopened. Um, and we pulled out, I don't even know how to explain it, but probably the size, the crystals the size of bananas of smoky quartz, just dark black ones, deep, different, different hues, at least the size of that. And sometimes triplicates attached to each other. So we got really lucky on that box. Um, but so we're bringing back specimens like that. And all of those are, you know, of course, any quartz form is good for programming or working with energies. Um, and then the actual one thing I'm personally was pretty excited about and is in the photo as well. And if you join us on Facebook at Mystical Wears net the group, you'll see me sitting inside one of our copper pyramids holding a 50-plus pound rose quartz heart. Let me, let, me stop, let me stop you for one second. People, if you're in chat, you can click on that photograph, and it'll bring it up in a big, you know, view. So you can actually get a good look at what he's talking about. I just wanted to point that out. Thank you, Derek. I didn't even know that. I just clicked on it myself, so now I'm zoomed in, too. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so that rose quartz heart is, it's it, for, again, those looking at the photo, and I couldn't keep Skylar out of it, our new shop, our latest shop kitty. Um, not, not that I was trying to, but they just love those copper pyramids. So I have a little photo bombing cat in there as well. But I'm holding the, it's, it's a little over 50 pounds, but just solid, deep, deep pink rose quartz heart that was just phenomenal energy-wise to be around. So course i had to have that and bring it in to share with everybody here um and of course it's not lost to me the energy can be felt um via the image itself online so that's why we shared the image but it is something to have in your hands and put your hands on it um and or sit in the pyramid so it's pretty phenomenal um so that was going to be unique let me let me let me just stop stop you here because let's just talk about the quartz because what you got in your hand is pretty extraordinary considering how how it's created it's got this has got to be from brazil i would assume Mm -hmm, it is yeah um that has to be a huge vein of rose quartz i've never seen any rose quartz this big yeah it's massive and i saw the raw chunks so i'm actually as you know nancy i've I'm into the, the lapidary part of it, cut and grinding, polishing, all that as well. So I have my own thing. So I was looking at the raw pieces, and to even get a raw piece of rose quartz, that, and it'd have to be larger than that, of course, to carve it down because of, you know, different things that happen to it, and they crack and break. So the piece is technically about three times that size, and for those that don't have the image, it's close to a foot and a half um, across from the widest points of this rose quartz hearts and then about a foot up and down so it's really large and then deep almost almost 10 inches thick i know you can't tell that from the images but it it stands probably eight to ten inches thick at least it's it's a deep one um, but yeah so to get it down to that size they were telling me um on the the piece they have to start with and then just think going up to that 
that mine or that rock face where they go to get these things and then trying to get those you know 100 plus pound chunks out and then getting it somewhere where you can carve it and then all the way here and yeah it was a it's a it's a big undertaking and and it's very very deep pink a lot of times you'll see rose quartz that's a light pink but that has uh, on the on the right side of the picture just above the uh, smoky quartz is the heart again and compare it to the other th pieces that are on the table you know this is this is just an extraordinary piece of quartz rose yeah. quartz now for those people again we don't know how much you know about stones minerals or not but quartz silicon dioxide is the most popular well the most plentiful mineral on the planet and the different colors like amethyst and pink rose uh, the rose quartz um, even the um, what's the other citrine all of those start out with the same uh, chemis chemistry but within the area that is at the time that it starts forming is molten you've got other chemistry in it in other words there's trace minerals of some other thing that makes the different colors so they are different definitely different energies um, so I just wanted to point that out for uh, for people that might not understand what we're talking about. But can we go back to the to the picture with the um, why not, why am I having a brain fart? Selenite. Um, the selenite. Thank you. Now, because I just I just sort of blew it up myself. Over to the okay. So you got the different like wandish kind of things, but then you have these circular things. Is that so? <laughs> Selenite. selenite. That, so is that selenite like, too? What 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 are those things? Yeah, good question. And I, I I figured that out after I took the photo. My mistake, and you'll know what I mean in a moment. Um, they're actually bowls. So they're selenite bowls, um, and they're actually pretty large because when in this photo we're talking about, um, there's actually a dollar bill down on the bottom left to give you a, a size reference. So that dollar bill would pretty near span the whole diameter um, of that bowl, the larger bowl there. And then they kind of downsize from there. So they look like spheres, but the spheres are on the bottom left, um, and they come in orange or peach, depends how you want to call it, um, selenite. And then those are large too. That's actually a really large sphere down there, selenite. And then egg shapes, uh, but they're bowls that you can put. And what's good, Nancy, about those, the selenite bowls are you can, and there's three different sizes there. Um, one, I don't know, two inches across. The other one's probably five or six inches. But they'll hold your other rocks and gems. Think of a, a selenite, and again, it's a gypsum, um, if you want to get technical about it. We just call it selenite here in the U.S. Um, it is a sponge. It, it, is, it grabs energies a whole lot quicker than many other substances. So whatever you would put in there, and then tie in your intents as well, of course. So give the energy a, a direction, an intention, and then it'll absorb the energies and or clear your other items. So what I do for these bowls is then take our cosmic shungite nuggets, which is regular shungite tumbled in pure silver for three days only, um, and only silver, no other tumbling medium. And when those come out, those are just energetically charged, just out of this world, basically. Um, so we'll put those in the selenite as a grounding and cleansing modality in there as well. So the I'm just giving you suggestions on the bowls, because often people, um, at least in my understanding, what I've seen around here, they're used to the wands, what you were describing on the right side. And for again, those that don't have the video or the image, it's maybe a, 
don't know, what would you call it, Nancy? Maybe a, a stir stick looking thing. So maybe the, the handle of a wooden spoon cut in half lengthwise. So about that thickness and they come twisted, some with points, some flat and different variations. But that in essence would be a selenite um, wand. And then there's towers. Did you have any questions on any of the other shapes? It, well, you know, yeah, because selenite is not considered a durable no. medium for any of this. And it, I, I'm very surprised that this has been done to it because I've never seen bowls or even the... Now, all of those those knives things, you say that's, that's selenite too. 100% everything on that video other than the dollar bill is selenite. And the, that, the course that's amazing. Selenite. Yeah, there's even pendants. So if you look closely on the bottom right, there are three, a little moon, a heart, and a little swirly thing, shape of selenite pendants that are hung on little black cords that we put our shungai pendants on. So now they've got them honed down to that size, about an inch and a half maybe. And then that's a, a on the bottom right, Nancy, is a bowl. So it's a lamp that generally you would see that type of lamp with pink Himalayan salt in it, but it's a selenite one. So, You're talking about the right corner? Correct. The bottom right corner with the orange chunks. It's actually a, a bowl that stands up with a bulb and a light bulb, uh, about six inches tall with chunks of um, orange selenite. Again, wow. it looks, it, yeah, for those that don't know, it looks like, oh, a pink Himalayan salt lamp bowl, but it's actually selenite. Wow. And then, uh, look at that, what else is in there? It's hard. Oh, laser etching some of them now, so some of the... Palm stones, people don't know by that term, size selenite have, well, one example on the photo says blessed. So laser etched words in there. And as you mentioned, it's a soft crystal or medium to work with. So um, they do. It takes a while to, each one of these are hand um, polished and well ground down and then refined. And then laser etching the, the words in them, be it whatever. Um, and where is yeah. this coming from? Do you know which part? Who's Mor doing uh, Morocco. Morocco. Wow. Yeah, we've been dealing with these same guys um, for the last three years. And, yeah, they, let's just say they see us coming, Maureen and I, because uh, we come towing a, a, I don't know what you call it, basically a cart behind us, one of those industrial carts that you'd take off um, on a ranch somewhere because they know we're going to buy a heavy selenite. And it, it's that's the other part I was telling you before the show, Nancy, that uh, this selenite, and because we got excited about all these different shapes, and there's... I don't know, a few dozen there, type or shapes. Um, each case is 50 to 75 pounds. So you can do the math on that. Um, yeah, we brought back 6,000 pounds of material, not just shungai, or selenite, but everything else. So, so when, you, when you opened up the boxes, you had no clue as to what was in them? No, uh, not in the, sel in the selenite case we did, because I just hand chose those. Oh, you uh, did, okay. Yeah, yeah, the shapes. But no, it was like the smoky quartz or the amethyst tree chunks that we just buy in bulk. Um, and then we just don't know what we're getting and we get surprised sometimes. And that's actually an example of what you, of what I'll talk about in the top right-hand corner, which are the crystal dragon skulls. Yes, believe it or not, most of those came as a surprise to me. Um, they had them, <laughs> some of them mismarked, uh, some of them not marked as they were, so I was... I bought some intentionally, some were not, so it's one of those things, but long story short, they're all phenomenal, and again, for those without um, access to the image right now, just think, they vary, and I'm talking about, uh, in what I'm saying, a crystal dragon skull, um, and they're all of different 
types of rocks. Some are um, jaspers. Some are just straight solid quartz or amethyst. But they'll have like just random chunks missing. It's going to sound odd, but from the skull portion, but built up with crystals. Um, and again, each one unique, different coloring up to probably our largest is probably eight inches long. We got a couple of those this time, which would be the big ones down to others. And then even crystal skulls. And then I don't think those are shown in that image you're showing there, but there's other like opalite and jades and jasper type skull carvings in there as well. But we did get bring back crystal ones in addition. And those seem to be pretty popular up here. Oh, but what I was saying though is on the skulls, the owner of the store in Quartzite had them bubble wrapped. <clears throat> and he, he, I don't remember where this batch came from, but uh, I trust, you know, it was a kind of move fast sort of deal. We got to go. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll take these, these, and these. So long story short, when I got back here to Washington, I opened up one of them one of the crystal skulls that was probably at least the size of just the average man's fist, whatever that would be. So what, maybe six inches um, across. So pretty, pretty good size with a little hole in the back. I turned him around to take a look at the skull and admire the, the crystal structure within it and whatnot. And all of a sudden, little polished crystals start pouring out of the skull. But there was a hole in the back and evidently where these were made they sell them by the pound to our distributor. And so what they did was found that little, they, they would call it a flaw, I don't, I say it's part of the skull, a little hole and there was a cavity, it was like a geode skull. So they decided, well, we're gonna pack that guy with little polished rocks and crystals to add some weight to him. And they did, they probably added at least a pound of, of well, little polished crystals to the inside of the skull. Um, so we, yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's, I'm trying to scam the thing. I didn't carry the way, I thought it was funny. Um, and it was, again, all, I kept all the polished rocks and crystals I poured out of them. Um, but yeah, it's it actually more unique without those in there because now when you put them, this particular skull on a light or a little LED stand, the lights kind of bling through it and it shines out through the, the eye sockets and all of that. It's not as creepy as I'm making it sound. They're really pretty neat. Um, and I, again, I'm loving them. I, you know, I, I okay, because... Sometimes, well, when I first started seeing the the crystal skulls, they kind of freak me out. It's like, what's this about? But of course, it's alluding to the crystal skulls that, you know, seemingly go back to the time of Atlantis. And that that in and of itself is just one fascinating story, you know, because of the intricacy. I actually saw Max, which is probably the most famous uh, of the crystal skulls. And it was one of those situations where I was in the business of South Florida, and somebody said, you know, something about Max and the Crystal Skull, and uh, and I like no, know nothing about this, but I was into networking, so I decided to go, and it was a private home. There was maybe, I don't think there was two dozen people there, um, and the woman who <clears throat> had come into possession of Max. She'd go different places and uh, let people experience his, his energies. And it was really strange because at the time, it was early in, in my development and understanding of, you know, how, how you see things and what happens to you if you really open up to the information. And what I got off of Max was that this was indeed something from Atlantis and that 
And I'm not sure it was this specific one. It was like I got this whole story. It was like a story just poured into my head. But that they would, um, and to see if this resonates with you, Derek, that they would have this uh, crystal skull, and it was, I do believe it might be uh, Bimini, because Bimini is actually the top of a, like a volcanic mountain type of thing that was a mountain on Atlantis. And, but they, there was a mountain, and they had this cave area. It was all opened up, you know, inside the cave. It was huge. And they would have this, uh, this crystal skull there and the people once a year I believe maybe more but at least once a year would line up and then they would get their time in front of the crystal and be able to ask it for you know sort of like can you do this for me or can you do that for me in some cases but some cases they would be does she love me or not am I going to have a baby or not you know that type of thing you could interact with it um that's what I got in the download when I was with Max. But when you're when you're dealing because I've never dealt with actually these type of of crystal skulls. Do you feel something different because of the shape, because of the uh, connotation of the rock in that configuration? That's a really good and a really big question. Um, yes, you can. Things like these crystal skulls and other things, um, and I'm just being vague for a reason, are, are also called consciousness constructs, um, different things. So forms that an entity can have an option of holding a piece of itself in. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm making it that exactly clear. It's a tough thing to talk about. Um, depending on the, so we're talking about crystal skull in this case. So depending on that crystal skull and in crystal skull cases, unlike specific organite devices they can really hold a large portion of their consciousness in our frequency because the crystal skull is within this 3d frequency so yes and, and being again vague because unless i'm asked specifically um i just want to get all the way too deep into it um a, an, an entity can and that can be good bad or indifferent entities it depends on um who's using that let's call it a walkie-talkie, that um, skull, as a walkie-talkie to another frequency. They'd call it a dimension, but it's just a frequency. Um, so it is a communicating device and one that can hold a partial consciousness of an entity, again, depending on what that skull's made of and, and the entity on the other side, depending on, it's a push and pull sort of deal. But yeah, you can talk to um, something through there, but I wouldn't suggest just running up to any crystal skull and you know asking it all, Miss Cleo type questions, and I'm kind of making fun of it from Miss Cleo the Psychic on the 90s TV, because um, you don't know who you're talking to. Who says anything outside of yourself is always positive, and I'm not trying to scare anybody here. I'm just trying to, you know, just get thinking a little bit, and there's there's ways to, you know, limit or decide what comes through or communicates through, and that's a whole other topic and show, but yes, there is consciousnesses that can come through there. Um, so if, if somebody was led to do something like that, yeah, they could always armor themselves etherically. And we've talked about that on the radio before. Um, so that they're in that frequency and only that that's in alignment with them. Think their radio station. I like country. I'm going to have country music. Or if you like love, love entities. So something like that. Um, but yeah, I've seen, and sometimes they'll show up, Nancy, with an actual entity already kind of looking through them. I'd say, I don't know, maybe one in ten of them have done that to where there's... Um, <clears throat> I'd call it a nature 
childlike entity that, and I know that sounds odd, but it's a young entity. They sometimes in the, the woohoo realms, metaphysical world, they call them nature spirits. They'll see that construct, um, think, you know, uh, empty vehicle or vessel going around and they can hold form in there and they're going to, they're going to do that and check stuff out. So yeah, that happens. It's again, there's whole other radio shows we could do on those topics. Um, but they're kind of neat, but not all of them do that. And then you didn't ask, but a, a tie into that, you can actually think, put an open house sign again. I would watch limitations and intent on something like this. Um, and that's where the whole genie in a lamp comes from, too. Think entity in a lamp, and I'm not getting into all of that, but I'm just saying, think consciousness construct, a form in 3D that can hold a different frequency. And that's what, and metal can do that as well. Um, but that's why the crystal skulls can do that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can get a friend in there. So you can put it, pre-program a skull with love frequencies, have it around you for intent, and then a like-minded and like-energetic being can come in. And it can be one of your guides. You ask. Let them know. Okay, so that... I want to just expand so people kind of understand what we're, we're talking about. The universe is energy. Consciousness creates out of that energy. Consciousness is energy. So when we're talking about some entity, some kind of a consciousness interacting through these mineral pieces, you know, I mean, it's, it's the mineral itself, but then it's the structure, whether it be a crystal skull or a pyramid or whatever, th that the way it, the structure itself has a specific type of energy. So when you're working with any kind of a stone, I mean, you'll feel yourself drawn to something and you can't, you got to have it. You got to have it. Well, that's because your higher self is guiding you to these tools. And in some cases, it's energy tools that you just need the energy that's represented in the mineral. Sometimes it takes it a little bit beyond that in giving you geometric shapes and figurines that you can work with because behind them like let, let, let's let's just talk about like not the skulls right now but like a, um, a, a bear a little bear that's been carved out of this stuff well there's a oversole a bear you know like the the archetypical uh, energy form of bear and then the bears that are it's an oversoul type of thing. So the bears that begin to manifest within the 3D, they all have that signature of the oversoul. But then as they live their lives, they will, in some cases, just, you know, be like a herd, like a, like a bee, like just part of that energy. But there are other cases where that energy actually begins to individualize its own spiritual beingness, just like human beings, you know? Some people go through life and they don't really have an original thought. And then you've got other people that are creating all the time. So every stone is different. Every mineral is different. Every shape is different. But you combine them in their own unique ways, and then you can interact with them. You know, and, and it's not, this isn't woo-woo, this is actually physics. It's, it's the way that the world and the universe works. It's just that they don't want us to know how to 
Walt tells a story about, you know, this woman, it's the last time I think it was on this show, but this woman who had a ball of light, just, you know, she would, every time she would go out, she would create this concept of a, of a ball of light that would, would be her light protector. And one time she was accosted on the streets and she just looked at the guy and said, and then put her hand up and she, he said it was like she was, he, she was petting this thing and then just said, get him. And the guy got all scared and ran, ran away. You know, it's your mind that really engages the magic of consciousness and sharing your consciousness with a world and a universe that is much deeper than most of us will, you know, really have. I don't think anybody knows the limits of it. Well, I know they don't because we keep creating more. So, um... But anyway, that's 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 what I wanted to point out here. Now, my question to you, Derek, is what about the dragons? What's behind the dragons? Because, okay, first off, do you believe that there are dragons? <laughs> well, I'll put it this way. Anything you can imagine exists. So that's an easy yes, and they do exist. Everything is a frequency. You can call it a different channel, dimension, whatever. But yes, there are dragon entities. Um so, yeah, there are. And so if you're wondering what comes through those, it's not, <clears throat> it's way, actually, you had, you did a great explanation about the bear, because um, they have little car figures in the rock and gem world called Zuni bears and things like that. That's kind of the shape of a bear just standing there. Um, so think silhouette. Well, uh, and again, I'm trying to think about, think about exactly how you worded it, but when you're talking about the oversoul of bears and whatnot, well, that's a great description, and I'm going to have to work that into my um, description, too, later. But think of it as the outline. So when you think of the oversoul, it would be the outline and then the individual. So it's like the, uh, the base form to get into, and then a bare soul or similar type entity would be the, the fill, the color in the drawing. Um, so that's the, the feeling portion of it, your imagination is the outline your feeling is the fill and that's how you manifest and that's how entities manifest here too so it wouldn't on the bare one what i'm talking about is um basically it would it would make it an easier construct if we're talking like the little zuni bear or the bear um carvings for a bear entity to enter so in the same for a dragon skull because it's a shape of what we see dragon skulls or dragons to look like in our imaginations and our imagination is real that's just physics it's 90 percent of this universe is imagination and feelings that's just fact so once we realize that and work with it i'd suggest you use your imagination and feelings and start interacting with the other 90 percent of the universe we're taught to ignore um, and that other 10 percent we interact with our five senses that we've been told we're limited to sight taste touch smells all that stuff um, so anyway um, realizing that, yes, dragon entities have come through two of the skulls that I've seen. I'm just talking about mine, the ones I've actually had through here, which have been probably two dozen now, dragon skulls, and then three or four times that as far as um, other types of crystal crystal skulls. Um, so, but not just them. Usually it's a, to be uh, more specific, an entity connected to that realm um, and I'm not even sure if I'm explaining that very well, but they do, they do tend to line up and come through. Um, so in the, in the human skull type ones, 
entities that have had lives as humans tend to come through because they're familiar with it and can hold this frequency. And then the animal ones, if it's a Zuni bear or a dragon skull, more often than not, you're going to get an animal similar to that. I mean, it could be a koala bear coming in. There doesn't have to be a big grizzly bear, but it's going to be an animal around those realms. Because again, the outline is there. We've either built it or carved it here in the 3D, the outline structure. <clears throat> so now it's up for an entity that can fit within that structure, not physically, um, but energetically to hold form. So it's there's lots of variants, but it's not always dragons. But yes, dragons speak too. Trees speak. So there's really no limit out there. And I hope that kind of answered the question. Yeah, my, my take on dragons... Um, and I've done shows on these critters, is that they, they actually were one of the, the very most, one of the first things that Gaia and, uh, okay, so Gaia creates the, the green man and the nature spirit realm and the dragons virtually at the same time. And the dragons weren't so much a creation of hers as it was, a willingness, these, these things go back from the beginning of time, in my opinion. And so it was a, it was a willingness of, a lot, of, of welcoming the dragon energy into her own consciousness, her own biosphere that she's creating. And so once, you, once you've opened that door up as a, as a creator consciousness, you're actually locking in the dragon energy into your own biosphere. So these these critters were very real, very magical. Um, and then when Satan or the devil came and they did the thing, you know, with with God and Satan and the the bet that you know Satan would be able to win over the minds of mankind. When all that started happening, the first thing to be be controlled was the green man take him out of the picture because he was like the top sheriff he was going to make sure everything was okay and the dragons and so the dragons are still here in etheric form because when when you were talking about you know the basic form of an oversoul it's like a blueprint it's like an energetic blueprint and then just like any other blueprint you know think of a blueprint a paper with a blueprint it's got the blueprint on it when you begin to manifest that thing, you begin to make all sorts of additions to the basic blueprint. So in the case of, in the case of dragons, the etheric blueprint for every dragon that ever existed is still here with us. And if you really, really want to go, you know, woo-woo, but technically you, it's a science. If you really, really want to understand dragon energy, okay, you have to allow your imagination to go with it. It's the only way you can touch that because it's all etheric yet. Now, they've gotten such a, a powerful lock be with people that have, you know, seen the magic of dragons and that they've, you know, that you, you do. They, they are coming through. And, but dragons fly at night and most people aren't awake. But... To me, these are these would be very very uh, magical pieces, and so what I want you to do is I want you to figure out which dragon wants to come home with me. <laughs> Send it to me, you know, because um, I've actually I've actually had a lot of interaction with dragons, 
And what happens to people is that you learn something. Like I learned, uh, I learned the dragons. I learned about them. Uh, it's a long story. I'm not going to get into. And so I was working with them at night before I'd fall asleep. I'd, I'd go ride a dragon. I'd be there. I'd do that. I was, and then somehow or another we, we work our way away from these things, and you're not doing it. So for a lot of reasons, the stones that we have around us is to remind us. You know, and something like, like the dragon skull here, you know, it's a reminder. The dragons are there. Because in a, in a very mystical sort of experience I had, I met a dragon, and the dragon said to me, they have to remember the dragons. They have to remember. Because it's like, I don't even know, I've to, to this day, I'm not exactly sure what, you know, do humans have to do this? I mean, I'm not sure what the messaging was, because it's a, it's one of those things that I just haven't gotten to the answer yet. But we have to remember the magic that is in our folklore, in our stories. All of this stuff is true. It's just that the people, you know, the, and I don't know, I never liked the word Satan or devil or any of this stuff, you know, but I'm beginning to think that, yeah, maybe there's some big dude called the devil out there. You know, whoever it is. But whoever came here and, and tried to control the biosphere to steal Gaia's creation, to control it, all of that negativity that we're now confronting in a 3D world in a very 3D way, but all of that, before that, it was magic. It was all magic. But magic is the manipulation of energy. So I just wanted to point that out. Are you there? Yep. Nope. I was just struggling with the mute. Um, yeah. No, that all makes complete sense to me. Mark, did you want to uh, add in anything or ask any questions or add to it? No, this is pretty good, but I'm following what you guys are saying and, uh, you know, love the stories in detail. So just keep going. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll, uh, I'm going to definitely check out all the drag. I, I don't even know how many we have, Nancy. I'll have to look at them and see out there. Because, again, when we unpackaged them, I wasn't quite sure what I was getting. So I'll, uh, yeah, I'm going to take a look at them and see. You don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to go look. It's when you're working with them, all of a sudden one will say, hey, this is, I'm supposed to go see Nancy. <laughs> oh, no. You know, it's, um, yeah, all the, all the nature spirits, all the gnomes, all, they're all around us, angels, it's all real, <laughs> you know, I mean, it really is real. Give yourself permission to go there in your mind and you'll see it, you'll see the magic start to happen when you engage with it. And that heart, I'm, I'm looking at your picture under the pyramid with that heart right in front of you. That's just, what's that like to feel that, Derek? Oh, yeah, that, it's it's an amplifier just like you could imagine. Um, even holding a small crystal uh, tower or point or wand in your hand has a, a boosting or amplifying effect. But that rose one, it absolutely, in fact, I stopped pushing and let's say energy toward it because it didn't need to happen. It was just doing it anyway. So it's it's just pretty crazy. Um, and it, I, as I perceive it, what it how do I tell you that one? It builds up and gathers 
energy um, and can hold, I don't know how that, what hold a lot of energy means. I don't know how to give you a visualization on that, but that's what it does. It can hold a, a I don't I say, I don't know how to explain it, maybe a dense amount of energy, really thick, not heavy energy, so not negative in any way, but a lot. So I don't, again, there's no such thing as volume with energy, I don't think. Um, it's more of current, but it does have that. So it's, it's just strong and powerful, just like you would imagine uh, physically holding it. It has that equivalent on the etheric energy levels, too. Um, and so we've only had it here in the store, I don't know, to, well, this is the second day. It was here yesterday. And, of course, when people um, enter the room where that rose quartz heart is, and there's lots going on in this room as well, but they're definitely feeling that and being led to it. And <laughs> it's funny because their arms are similar to the, the large rose quartz sphere we have in the entranceway of mystical wares, which is, I think, 120 pounds. Um, they'll see that, eyes light up, they'll feel it first, and then they'll start going towards it, arms outstretched, like, I can't wait to get my hands on it sort of deal. Um, and we do smudge and clear all the rocks and crystals in here um, on m many ways as well. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty phenomenal to be around and, and just feel the energies. And then to see people realize it when they come in, and they've made comments already to where I felt something over. So it's a big room for those that haven't been here in our back room, um, what we'll call it, where our classes go on. Um, and they'll talk about feeling the energy and whatnot. And then all of a sudden they'll come across, you know, an item like that and realize that's what I was feeling. And so it's kind of it's kind of fun to see and be part of it. Let me ask you one more thing about the pictures over on the top right corner. What is that? yellow sphere i guess it's yellow oh okay no that's a rose quartz sphere as well the thing is, oh, it is. A, well it's odd shape it's not it's because there's another rose piece behind it so it looks like it's one i don't know what shape you would call that who knows but it's it's actually a sphere on a stand and then it's called free form rose quartz behind it so it does look like it has a weird little add-on to the maybe four o'clock position but that's just another piece behind it. It's a, it's almost a bowling ball size sphere of um, rose quartz. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the one, one Rosie, of course, she's called Rosie, is, I don't know, two or three times the size of a bowling ball. The one in the front, which you're not seeing right here, by the way, it's larger than the the rose quartz heart I'm sitting there holding. It's just, it's just too big. Even our, well, we talked about our Kumbaba Jasper as well. It's, um, oh man, what was that? Two hundred and forty pounds. Wow. Yeah, so some, and then the towers, again, the selenite towers are, I don't know, they're probably 10 pounds, but they're good, again, foot and a half tall, um, so they're <laughs> really huge. Now, you don't put these online, do you? This is all for purchase in the store. No, the, what is online, some of the skulls make it online, mysticalwares.net, our online store, and a lot of the selenite, but not the big, big pieces. They're just too expensive to ship, and we can't trust them showing up in good shape. So, and because we insist on if something shows up broken or missing or damaged, we're going to replace it. It's just hard to do with something like that. But we do have them available in stores, and even the double-towered ones, for those that can see it. It, it looks kind of like a, a two-pronged fork, but it's a foot-tall, dual selenite tower and all of those larger ones have a hole in the bottom and the lamps come with them so they all light up and they're really interesting um, oh we didn't even oh those are lamps oh wow oh, they're lamps. oh yeah i just don't have the bulb and the little cord in them for photo purposes but they're all lamps they light up wow 
LED one in there, and they bling all the way through the whole crystal. Yeah, we've wow. we also got, um, and I didn't get them imaged in here because I don't think I I haven't taken a photo yet. But we have three foot tall towers now, so calcite, pink calcite. They look just like the pink rose quartz, or the rose quartz, I should say. Um, at three foot tall, and then green ones as well. So we're making a um, kind of like a skyscraper tower section. I'll be finishing that after the radio show, as a matter of fact, putting that together and showing that. And then, you know, I talked about the, I think it's 100, around 90 or 100 pounds Shiva Lingam we brought in for people to, now be careful with those because they say they, uh, what were the, a couple of ladies there were saying, don't carry that too far. It's, um, what was the term they used? Um, basically, it, it's for, I think they were saying it's for women. Now, somebody can correct me on this, but for fertility. So, I'm, so they're there to make me nervous about, you know, carrying the Shiva Lingam around. I'm like, I don't think I have an issue. But it's, uh, yeah, pretty phenomenal in size. I'll put up a picture of a shingle of the, of the Lingams. That, uh, now, my understanding of the Lingams is that you can only get them in that river in India. Is that correct? Yeah, that's where they originate from and they make them. They do some refining to them, whether they admit it or not. Not on all of them, but much of them. And if you know what you're looking at, you can tell. Um, but, yeah, they're in a certain river, and there's they tend to have a whole north and south energy to them because of how they're tumbled and rolled in there. Um, but, it, yeah, I mean, it's like anything else. They grow crystals. They'll, they'll get the substrate in that area. Again, I don't think they're admitting it all, but I know they're doing it, and shaping these things. It's not that they don't work or have energies to them, just like a crystal. You can grow. You can make... What do they call it? Um, rock candy in a little cup at home with some sugar in there. It'll crystallize up a piece of thread you hung in there after so many days. It's a crystal. It is programmable. It's usable. So it's still a tool. Um, and as long as you you know you make these things with the right intent and energies around them, it's you no, know, they're still usable. So it's just one of those things. Just like the selenite, you're altering the the natural form of it because it's actually a wall. It's I don't know how many feet thick in sections. But it's, it's a wall of gypsum or selenite. Again, they interchange the name there a lot here. Um, and just hack pieces out of it and carve it down. And then it's a device that holds energy in a certain shape. Now, if I'm remembering correctly, this water-soluble, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You don't, we don't keep the selenite up really close to our, our fountain or little pond we have here in the store. Um, it's, but Because you don't want it splashed on. It can be near, so don't worry about humidity or something like that. But you don't want it being splashed on because it will break down. It'll, um, just like um, pink Himalayan salt or any of the salts. They're softer crystals. Interesting. Yeah, they're, they're really, oh, they change colors too. And, um, I, actually, I'm finding that out with different minerals in my office here where I do personal sessions and I do a lot of energy flinging, as I jokingly call it. I've had um, everything from Washington serpentine change from a really beautiful green. We talked a little bit about this before to a, a yellow. It actually pulled the frequency out of it. Um, to other rocks and minerals, I'm kind of waving my hand at in my office here, that change are changing colors as well, just due to the environment and the frequency happening. Um, so it's it's in, and I don't know how much physics because I haven't been trained in all that, how much they know about that, but it's actually pulling the frequency from some of the stones and putting it in the environment. And again, I don't know if that's a known thing or not. I'm telling you, it is happening. Now, what it's called, I have no idea, um, but it's. It's very useful, I can tell you that. Well, you know, um, 
we we can we talk about the chemistry and and you need heat and pressure to make a lot of this stuff um it, but one of the weirdest things that i i've witnessed is how that you've got a piece of uh, like somebody actually took the measurements of this thing it was a quartz uh point okay large one it was well, when it started out, <laughs> you know, it was like three inches tall. But then they were able to document that it continued to grow. Have you ever detected any of this? Absolutely. Yeah, they'll change. They'll pull from energies. Um, and I don't know if they're producing the material or not, but yes, they will absolutely grow. I've had shungite with pyrite on it grow. I've had crystals grow. Um I've had to move, literally, in fact, right here, two feet in front of me, a dual, they'd call it a Lemurian quartz double-pointed uh, pendant, literally pass through a metal clasp and jump off my, well, throw itself about three feet off of my neck in front of two clients that were in my office at the time. As I'm sitting there, again, when, I, when I'm adjusting frequencies there, moving in, doing energy work, let's put it that way. Oh, yeah, though they'd launch off, and we both sat there, all three of us, going, like, what in the heck? Because it's fallen off, it's done different things, and the clasp isn't broken, it's just passed through. And then this time, again, shot about, and in fact, it shot, as I glance over under my table, towards a couple of Shungai cubes um, under the table we have in here. So, I don't know if it was going toward them or what. That's interesting, I'm going to have to give that more thought, because it may have wanted to be, you know, grounded sort of deal. But yes, I've had crystals grow, change colors, um, crack, things like that as well. <laughs> disappear and then reappear but well, that's a given oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah uh, I, w I was cleaning the house I got guests coming again I was cleaning the house and I have this big uh, soda light uh, probably a three inch uh, sphere you know three inch diameter sphere and <laughs> it got broke the bottom of it got broke off so it sits really good by itself I can't find it I mean, I know exactly where I put it because I just cleaned it off and everything. I can't find it. And I'm going like, did I misplace it? And I'm, I, you know, but I've seen these things happen so many times that, you know, sometimes they don't come back, but very often they do. And in a place that you'll, you'll go, why would it be here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Everything is magic. So um, let me look and see if there's anything in those pictures. And you can go to mysticalwares.net group on Facebook. And he's got a lot of different things that he does um, there. But you've got two. You've got one for the store, a page for the store. Is that what it is? And then you've got the Facebook group. Mystical Wares. You muted. It is. It's mysticalwares.net, the group would be the best one to go to rather than the page because that's where I do most of the updates okay all right so um, so is there anything on the trip that uh, stood out to you Are you feeling did you go the same route you went the last time um, we did for the most part so we didn't take any wide varying um, offshoots like towards Colorado that's the next trip in April we'll be talking about later um, on this trip, 
No, it was pretty pretty direct, straight down the coast over the mountain passes and whatnot. Um, Shungaiding as usual. Um, I'm trying to think if anything too exciting happened, other than we overloaded our our box truck. So I think big white truck with a big box on the back um, with so much weight and selenite and rocks and gems and crystal skulls that we almost had an issue making it back to Washington. So we'll be looking to change things there. But um, no, uh, pretty drama free energy wise in Quartzsite because that's a massively energetic area. Actually, a lot of Arizona is. So we also went through Phoenix, Tucson and Quartzsite. So kind of along I-10 corridor down there, you can think for those that are familiar um often so what they'll do is it's almost like they're following us nancy as far as chemtrails in fact maureen pointed it out literally the day will arrive there they'll turn them on um and then they'll spray but of course we're coinciding this with different rock and gem shows so that's not lost to me either but it is pretty pretty painfully obvious what they're doing there energy wise um and affecting the environment so chemtrails everywhere as far as the uh, which are amplifying the stress and angst energies that are in our environment, which is why many people are feeling, it's not them, but they're feeling those, what we would term in the 3D, stress, anxiety, uh, heavy energies. That's you experiencing your environment. That's not you. There's a difference. Um, but that is what's going on out there. And that's for each of us to, to figure out on our own, of course, to, to realize, you know, we're not our environment. We have an effect on it with your thoughts and intentions and feelings and etheric armoring and stuff we've gotten into. Um, but I didn't need to, um, say, double down on the armor down there because it wasn't direct hits. It's it just, yeah, it's just different is all I can really say. Um, I'm not sure I'll say. And then Tucson, so I think if I can tell you anything there. Uh, oh, well, yeah. We only have a few minutes here. Whole nother topic on the whole... Um, city homeless encampments along the highway so i've been uh, the entire coast now and then inland as well so there's not a big city i haven't been through yet on the west coast um and then inland a bit too and what's going on there is and i go every i don't know i went a month ago i went this month i'm talking about the whole trip to arizona so i get to see the the unfortunately growth and expansion of these encampments along the highways um and interstates and things like that and where other individuals are being put and then feeling the frequencies and energies through that and around that as well. And I can straight up see it's not even their energy, the individuals, it's the environment. Again, it's where if you're in muck, you're, you're going to feel the muck. Um, and that's, and I'm being nice by calling it muck, but it is affecting us all. And even to that degree to where um, it's, it's just all along the highways. And I'm talking about Interstate 5, so I'll give a more specific for those who want to know. I get on Interstate 5, an hour from Canada, go all the way down, almost to the coast, and then, uh, or uh, border, and then shoot over. And then various ways, I also go through Central California, through Bakersfield, San Luis Obispo County, and all of that. But it's, it's all over. So, um, now, Derek, are these, yeah. are these people that are homeless, or that they've left? Who are these people? Are they immigrants? Who are they? No, and I've met and talked to a bunch of them. Um, and, of course, it's, you can't lump everything together and be that general. But if, if I was to generalize, we're talking 20 to 40-year-old males for the most part. Um, and, and, again, some of them I know because they come in here and buy crystals from us um, and things. That one was in here yesterday, as a matter of fact. Um, and he came in for resin. He wanted to clear. 
and it was the same situation. So I understand it, but it's um, lack of jobs, lack of community, um, because you know it's 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 just lots of factors. But so if I was to generalize and stop there again, because I'm not sure how close we are to break. Um, but that's who I'm seeing and who I'm interacting with. Not that there's not families, not that there's not females or anything like that and kids, but in what I'm seeing, and I'm again, I'm driving down the highway looking at, at it and or interacting with individuals, um, it's that group of a lot of males. Um, yeah, just, um, I don't Well, don't are they, are they, do, do you see them running or like fleeing something or are they running to something are they finding themselves in these groups or is, are they angry and you know should we be concerned about them or something and i don't necessarily think that you know all these answers but just the feeling of the people what are the people are they are they fear what are where are they coming from that's a good question and it's both so yes some of them are finding their new communities because for the most part in this reality, we're not born into our actual family. We're born into our physical family. Your spiritual or etheric or soul family are sprinkled throughout society, and they're called kindred spirits. Things just I'm just giving general terms, um, and they're finding each other. So those are our actual family members. So yes, some are doing that and making their communities and groups, and I'm talking and working with some of them. Um, and you know, you know about some of that behind the scenes we won't get into now, so that happens, but the others... Yeah, some of them just straight up, well, there's no work, there's no job, I can't get an apartment because there are no apartments or any jobs to pay for that, and you need three people to afford apartment. I'm talking about my area, and not just my area, but many of these areas. So it is what it is. They're being pushed out to the point of, well, well, why try? And then it's kind of that. So it's a little both. But there are the, I'm not worried about anything. Um, just so you know, because you you'd made the comment, well, should we worry about this? I'm not worried about anything whatsoever, and that's an energy, and I'm not going to feed into that energy, of course. I know you weren't meaning it like that anyway, but knowing that, even just from the outside perspective, no, because they are figuring themselves out. Let's say, well, during life, we all trip and fall down and scrape our knee, and sometimes worse, well, we get back up and learn from it. Um, I've been homeless. I'll admit that freely. I've lived in a vehicle. It's happened. So, I mean, and I've learned from it and moved on from there. So that's why I have, um, you know, good hope for, for what's coming. We're, we're all learning lessons to one degree or another. Let's make the best of it. Yeah, that, that, I think that's the key to it is that there is so much going on. But even if it 3D looks like it's not a good thing, don't look at it that way. Look at it as what are they finding out about themselves? What are they finding out about being human and interacting? Because the, the lifestyle that we, we've had there really keeps people isolated, particularly with the electronics. So to see people coming together to, to you know, yes, it's out of desperation probably, but they've been led to the desperation to get to where they're going to find their own selves. Would, would that make sense? No, it does. Yeah, it makes complete sense. Yeah, absolutely. So we are at the top of the hour. Do you need, um, you probably need more than three minutes, eh? I'm going to be probably a good 10 before I, I'm going to open the store. So I'll oh, chime okay. back in, get back. Okay, so we'll just do Craig Stewart, Shanghai, We the People, and we'll be right back.
And welcome back to the Shungite Show. Well, Shungite Reality Show. It's February 9th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit, who's not right here just now. But Mark, you're there, yes? Mark Joseph. Yeah. Mark? Here. Okay. Pretty interesting first hour, I thought. <laughs> of course, yeah, I absolutely. love minerals. <laughs> Hearing Derek's adventures and your guys' energy takes on the different... Um, Archetypes and totems, great. He's got some real treasures there, I'll tell you. Um, okay, so what would you like to talk about here while he's opening the store? Um, we got the, uh, the Valentine's weekend coming up, so I guess maybe uh, recommending some stuff uh, Shungite-wise for people. Like, um, then when Derek comes back, we can get his take, but... Um, we're always emphasizing the heart energy. People can wear the Shungai as a necklace around that that um, energy area. Um, and what, did you have any recommendations over the years with what people, what's the recommended purchases for energy-wise and how to expand that um, heart energy? Well, the colors of um, red, pink, and green um, work with the uh, chakra of the heart the energies of the heart that, that that's if you <clears throat> if you want to have those kind of heart energies you're going to uh facilitate them being there by drawing in those energies through the use of those colors so in this case he's got a lot of options for the for the pink rose uh pink rose the rose quartz i did the same thing he did the rose quartz but he's got all sorts of different 
energy devices that are just I mean he, 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 okay look at the pendants that he's got in the pictures he's got hearts in the pictures he's you know but he's got also just different kinds of how to explain it he's got so much because this he has in my opinion and I've seen in a lot of lot of mineral places okay he's got one of the well he's got the definitely the biggest selection of shungite products in the world um, he's, his energy devices are really very good energy devices but they're, they're more because Derek's got them there so you've got an awful lot of different types of things that you can look at. And, yeah, it's, you know, I love the candy thing, you know. Here, you said you didn't want any candies, but, you know, because he's got that. We talked about it last, last month, last week, or two weeks ago. You know, this, this box that looks like a candy box, and it's full of, of gemstones. Now, you might say to yourself, well, I don't, they don't, I've never seen them play with minerals. Well, how do you know that they wouldn't? <laughs> You're giving them an opportunity to expand their own experiences within the 3D by giving them different minerals. And, you know, either, either they, they really resonate with it, they begin to work with the minerals, they begin to expand their own awareness as human beings. Or it's probably the most unique box they'll ever get. And they'll say, yeah, I had one boyfriend that gave me a box of rocks. <laughs> but it'll, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I can't give you all the answers to that because everybody's so different. But there is something in that store that you can find that will be a unique gift. And a giving gift. These things always continue to give. So I can't help you out there much. He might have some ideas, but. Well, you know, you know the products as well as I do. What do you think? Well, I, I, for me, I use the cosmic silver. I wear that uh, on the the chest area, um, so you get that um, heart math. You know that visual that they have of the graphic of the um, uh, um, we call it, could be the aura, but it's the heart. Um, what do you call that? It's like the the chakra. Hertz. Um, oh, the one one point five. The Taurus. No point point five. Point one, point five. I don't know. It's it's low, but it is a, it is a, an energy signature that when you feel it, the words love, appreciation, gratitude, they evoke it, and also some of these different stones will, you know, evoke that kind of uh, energy energy mix that allows you to make that mind heart connection. These are just tools. The 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 true power behind all this is your own mind so yeah for me it, um, <clears throat> as far as uh, energy raising instead of you know sharing links or stories online or whatever um, I'm more prone to the um, shungiting stuff around someone's house or their car like you can hide a magnet in their car easily you know, I think so small or um, the metal frame of their bed um, because, you know, with all the technology around people uh, lack sleep. Um, even though Shungite coasters, uh, S4 coasters, would go a long way um, as a gift. Um, there's the Shungite honey, of course. Um, what's a few other ones? Or even just laying a, a few rocks near 
uh, um, you know, someone's food, like three small rocks, and they won't know. So just different ways to, to clear out, purify the food, and, and um, you know, get people realigned without even them knowing it. Yeah, and I think you still got the bamboo um, co- coasters. Those things are really cool. You know, but th- that's, you know, that's more of a Christmas thing or something, birthday, you know, that's not so much the Valentine thing. The Valentine, you want your sweetie to know that you're, they're special, special. <laughs> Give them something to last forever, as <laughs> long as you don't lose also, it. Also, yeah, putting a S4 sticker on, um, you know, a sound system or speaker, um, I guess I'll wait till Derek comes back on asking that question, but that should also change the sound too, right? Putting an S4 Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Like when you're watching well, a movie, uh, you have the the S4 sticker in in like your your uh, home TV entertainment center, and then that'll um, biocompatibilize uh, um, the sound. And then putting um, I don't know if it. An S4 or a, a Bucky Band-Aid for the, because um, those flat screen TVs are popular now. I mean, never mind the fact that they, they're able to record and listen, like, you know, everything you do from that TV. Uh, but the um, blue light, you know, the the, um, the cold colors that, that come out of the TV. And now when you have 4K and Blu-ray, that, you know, uh, could mess up your eyes. So... Um, there, 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 story there, 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 there are um, within the menu of a of a TV, you can change the color, and what you want to do is you want to get away from the blue and you want to get into the reds. And when you first do it, you're probably going to go like, I don't think I like this, you know. But what happens is that you get used to watching it that way, and you, you know, it's fine. I mean, I, I, my eye likes to see crisper, sharper, colder colors, you know, but that's not good for your eyes. It's not good for anything. So you want the, the you know, more to the red, all the way to the red, and you'll get used to seeing it. It might be, not be your preference, but you'll forget that you had one, is what I'm trying to say. But you can do that from inside the uh, television on the menu and also on your phones and your computers. Uh, the computer, especially because I'm on it for so long, you know, it's 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 all the way to the red because that's not going to do the damage that the other frequency does of the blue. That answer it? Yeah, um, I have the Iris app on my phone that helps it to go to the deep red um, and then different variations through through the day. Today I do the same thing, uh, same thing with my phone because that does deplete dopamine and uh, melatonin. Um, but does the S4 or Bucky Band-Aid sticker do anything if people just keep it on the cold colors? Um, no, not really. Because it, 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 that is more of a mechanical effect almost. You know, your, 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 eyes, aren't <clears throat> your eyes are have a weakness in those frequency ranges. And you're not, Shungite wouldn't change the frequency ranges. You know, it's it's the same answer. You know, no, just to just you y- you gotta look at the things that you know make the change in the 3D, and then make it. 
You know, don't worry. But but it, it, regarding you know, you, you need him because the television is an electronic piece of equipment. You need the S4, not the Bucky, not just the raw powder. You need the silver in it for those electronics because it's you know these things are Wi-Fi and everything else. So, um, back as use, well. Say again, hon. Just letting you know I'm back as well. <clears throat> oh, okay. No, we were just talking about um, the things that you might have in your shop right now that are Valentine type things. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. What I, um, <clears throat> I think we talked a little bit about that in the other show, as far as the um, larger rose quartz hearts that are probably six inches across that we had copper tree wrapped. Things oh, I like that. About the, yeah, yeah, and then even the. Uh, um, the candy box of Polish Rocks we talked about, I think, two weeks ago. I, I, I said that. That was my first. <laughs> I'd give, yeah. give them, hey, look at the, there's no calories involved in it, right? Oh, funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good. Perfect. And then, actually, what's been selling, even for Valentine's Day gifts or just gifts, are the smaller Shungite spheres that have the tree on top of standing off of it on little stands and whatnot. And I don't know if we... I, I think we did talk about those last or two weeks ago as well. I'm not sure because I don't remember seeing a photograph of it. That's for the copper wire, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. The copper wire. That, yeah, I'll save this image too and share it in the chat. But um, actually, I can't. So anyway, um, yeah. So it's a little spheres. We have a local artist, uh, copper tree wire, and they're probably I don't know three to four inches tall. I am getting one in chat right now, by the way. So um where they're wrapped around the sphere with a pretty intricate base. So they, they can stand on their own, but I like them on the, the sphere. Um, so they are a little energy device, and you can hang other rocks and crystals and pendants on them to help clear them. And I hadn't mentioned that before. Rings, whatever, and there's different copper trees, but they are um, a good jewelry energy clearing device. And a great gift. <laughs> Yep, and they look really cool on your desk. Nice. Mark? Um, oh, yeah, I wanted to ask Derek uh, um, if you run into anything um, 5G related on the road. I know you're talking about street lamps, but what are the recurring patterns out there people can watch out for? Um, I know even in some major intersections, they put stuff uh, underground. I know here locally that's been an issue where People get distracted by what's, you know, the towers, but even underground, they're putting a lot of um, um, deadly stuff. I don't know if you run into anything like that. That's a, a great question, yes, and the whole expansion of the um, the, the lights has probably a hundredfold. So those are they're still putting up the street lamps above the highways all up and down the coast, which have 5G built into them. But what I was mentioning um, as far as, um, it kind of ties into it is, yes, in the desert, and we were, let me think here, we were between <clears throat> Needles, California, and Quartzsite, Arizona, for those that kind of get oriented on it. There are some highways. One is 40, I-15, 58, for those that are local. Um, they're actually drilling. We came up onto them and got stopped. Drilling um, holes, pockets in the highway itself and lowering down devices and recovering those. And I only know that because, again, 
we just happened to be the front vehicle in the and we were, I'm talking the middle of the desert. So when I describe the highways, it doesn't mean much to most. But for those that are familiar, I'm talking about out in the Mojave Desert, right in the, the middle, there's Edwards Air Force Base there, Area 51, all that area. And they're actually lowering, you know, who knows what the heck it's all doing. But the holes were probably, I don't know, 10 inch diameter across. And then, you know, a couple feet at least. And they're straight in the middle of the lanes of traffic. And in these highways, again, for those that know, they're just one lane going each way. And then good 100 plus miles of desert, sometimes more, off on each side of you. And we've even found the same area we spotted the, the, the airport, the landing strip, whatever you want to call it, where they have a, I think we've talked about it. Um, it's Thailand Edwards Air Force Base. They have actual... UPS, FedEx, U.S. Postal System, name it, Alaskan Airlines, um, air, of their airplanes in there that they do stuff with. So it's an unacknowledged airport. We couldn't find it on Google either. Um, we just kind of drove out in the boonies. And it's hard to hide 100-plus airplanes, all with different markings out there. But it was in that area. Um, and they were sending signals. So they were transceivers. So it's the, the devices, because I could pick it, it's sending receiving energies. I can pick up on that. Um, now, what it was sending data-wise, so maybe there's other, set, and there are, and I already know about some of these on trucks, sensors that are um, just triggering. So when you drive over it, it knows that it's been passed over and or it sends a signal to you. So what I'm basically getting at is there are trans receivers now buried in the highways between California and Arizona. And they're in the middle of what, you know, I jokingly call the boonies. So we're not talking about tied into some city infrastructure. Um, and it's... I don't know, usually 50, 60, 70 miles in between gas stations even. So nothing out there. Uh, but that is happening. Um, well, I just saw it last week. So we'll, I'll keep an eye on that because I'm going back through that area in about a month. And we'll see if, you know, I get zapped when I drive over the thing. And I'm just kind of joking, but if, what I pick up on. Um, so we'll see. I don't think there's anything else I saw. You, you can ask any questions if you guys have any on any of that. Um, I didn't go through L.A., so I don't know of any. The towers, uh, uh, yeah, they're more, uh, the cell phone towers, more of them I'm noticing, because, again, I do drive down there often, are being camouflaged or hidden within the roof or the, um, there's a wall on top of buildings. So not just water towers now, but they're on the building, often churches. They're actually hiding, and one was a cross. It's a straight-up antenna transmitting and receiving out of their infrastructure on the churches. Um, lots of just government buildings, things like that. They're up on the roofs now is what I'm getting at. And then they're even um, painting them to match the sky. So we're beyond the days, but they're still out there, the trees. So I don't know how many palm trees, I'm throwing up air quotes here, um, that were metal. And you could clearly, it's not like they were even really hiding anything, but at quick glance, yes, they make them look like palm trees all through the desert, the cell towers. Um, not all of them, but the ones they can. And then much more, again, out in the middle of nowhere, near the government installations, huge, I'll just say towers, because who the heck knows what's going on and off of them. But they're definitely not for civilian infrastructure. Um, and those are being put up every other month or so. I mean, new ones all the time. I can't even count them. So something's changing there. So, so lots lots of changes to whole length, actually. Um, what's your... What's your take on um, the 5G towers and, and like 5G, 6G that they're being changed for into positive um, energy rather than negative? And 
you know, because we have some quote-unquote military intel people saying um, that there are positive chemtrails um, shooting at hydroxychloroquine or something like that or various things. Um, I don't know. Have you heard anything about that or if it's you think it's true or what's your take on it? Well, you asked me. So, um, <clears throat> yes, I've heard stuff about everything you're mentioning. Um, I have... Uh, how do I even fall in on this one? So, without adding any negative energies or intentions, um, I'm I don't have any belief anything positive is happening with the chemtrails um, because they're a lesson for us to learn. So you don't learn without a lesson. Um, so, um, but I don't know everything. Um, but what I have picked up on those, no, they're still harmful, negative, um, and I, I watch them. I even again on top of mountains out here above chemtrails, and have seen the craft come. I I don't know, upper atmosphere out of space. They're they're flying straight down into the airplane chemtrails, a, a ship of some kind, um, and then driving along it, spraying a black trail above it and within it that people still don't know about. So that's happening, and I've seen it firsthand many times. Um, so there's more to the story, let's put it that way. As far as the frequency on the 5G, well, it's not biocompatible with me. I'll tell you that. Um, anything coming from any of those antennas, whether they say it or not. So uh, I guess I'll get into it, a little bit of it. Um, what I also do, because many people know I work energies in, in different ways um, and can actually move frequencies. So all, as again, I'll just turn it, as many of you know, the etheric armoring, that's not just something relegated to humans. You can do that to a device, your router, your car, a cell tower, high-tension power lines, and really quickly, all I'm talking about, and there's more to the story, think C60 soccer ball shape, silver mirrors inside and out, love inside. You can affect the environment by just imagining and feeling that shape around whatever you want to have an effect on. And again, I just went really quickly. There's a little bit more to it. But knowing that, and they can call it quantum entanglement, but knowing that your intentions and feelings affect the environment, and they do, you can now expand, because you don't have a limited imagination, put that cell tower or group of them or transformer substation or whatever, and I've done it all, in that soccer ball of love, we'll just call it, and then not just contain it, you can push back through it and go, and I didn't know that. I found that out because I thought, well, I'm going to give it a big old, I just jokingly call it um, love hug because it's your intention that matters, not technically the word. People will say the word matters, but sometimes words mean different things to different people, so ultimately it's your intention. So for me, love hug meant Surround that thing with a big, again, soccer ball shape in my imagination, um, C60 molecule, silver mirrors, love frequency inside, and pushed it down. And what I found was it went, uh, I guess I'll just call it down or across the lines to the next tower. And I could then project that frequency down, and then I'd sometimes focus and decide that the tower was made of shungite. So now it just kind of grounds out. Um, but we've actually had our cell phone signals affected while doing this. Um, so you, it's your intention. So no, from my perspective, there is not a beneficial frequency coming from the towers and they have not been changed to be such, but can they be? That's the more important question. Yes. But it's for each of us to understand that and affect ourselves. So what I do, what I would suggest is stay in that love frequency environment, stay etherically armored so that I'm in that frequency all the time. So regardless of where I'm at, I've got my etheric raincoat on of love and then Put, use your imagination and then generate a feeling that welling up around your heart we've talked about. Love those towers. Give them that, that love hug. 
and then you'll affect it. Um, but no, they're still harmful. Again, as I term it, non-biocompatible frequencies coming from the towers. So as I drive through, I'm going to affect them. And then, whoa, uh, an add-on mark would be, I have, so we've taken the same route there and back. It doesn't stay. So I don't know if there, it stays about a day, we'll put it that way. Your etheric armor is about a 24-hour hold until you redo it with your thoughts and imagination. And I don't know if it's the energy going through the power lines or what, but they basically slowly revert back. And it kind of makes sense because crystals even out as well. As they start pushing more of those harmful frequencies, they're going to regenerate. And, but you can have an effect, so it's, a, it's, it's all a push and pull sort of deal. Um, but no, I'm not a fan of any of the, the energies or frequencies. And there's new ones I'm not familiar with. Um, we'll just say frequencies or ingredients in the environment that appear to be new to me, not good ones. Um, and all I can say is flopping that for translation in 3D, um, maybe, a, a, I don't want to say higher, I don't higher frequency, it's not a higher thing, but a, a more harmful, it's a scattering frequency. It's disruptive is what I can say. Um, it, it, it affects our thoughts and imagination and feelings, so we can't hold them. So let's put it that way. If you're near these towers or in the environment, good luck on you keeping your 3D thoughts and intentions and feelings your own. They're, they're getting weakened by these. It's like a water nozzle on the spray mode where it kind of goes wide and everywhere. Not a direct line, so you're not feeling it, oh, right there in my heart shock. No, you're feeling it everywhere. It's affecting our energy bodies. So um, that's probably more than you wanted to hear, but that's, that's what's happened there. Well, <clears throat> have you ever thought of making like a 5G or like going into the city kit? Uh, for protection or instruction, uh, some kind of thing like that, maybe in the future, or have you ever played with that idea? Like a, not a 5G plus sort of a, a protection kit or something? That's not a bad idea to put it together that way. It'd be just a repackaging thing, but ultimately, if you're going in a harmful environment, always take care of yourself first, thoughts and feelings first, so get that straight, and then your personal energy body, Shanghai in jewelry form, in your pocket on an oval stone, something like that. And then outward motion, your vehicle, magnet, Shanghai magnet, things like that. And then if you want to add on, heck, start pitching little Shanghai nuggets out the window like we and I don't know how many thousands of others do as well, affect your greater environment. And you're going to keep that pathway. Think your little breadcrumbs of energy you're leaving there, which will help um, keep that, that path energetically clear as well. Um, so, yeah, there's, it's really just a thought process and understanding. We could, I guess, make a travel package and kind of spell that out, which wouldn't be a bad idea. But you can do that. So everybody that has Shungite products already, have it on thoughts and feelings first, and then a 3D Shungite nugget, and then, again, from your vehicle and go outward is what I would suggest on that one. Are you still Are selling you? the environmental kits? Yeah, yeah, they're still up there. Because that's, right. your, that's your basic formula. You're good. You're right. And that a, a piece of personal jewelry, if you're not into blingy bracelets and pendants, put it in your pocket, tuck it in your bra. It doesn't matter. But shungite on your body would be a good suggestion. Um, and I like the cosmic shungite stuff for the silver. Yeah, And the environmental kit, for those that haven't seen it, it gives you a bag of the um, uh, nuggets so that you can use them in your water and other there's a lot of reasons for using these you get a package of three stickers right s4 stickers and then you get a um smart sticker and the smart sticker you put on your um like your fuse box if you just put it on your fuse box 
We used to have them on the outside to on the on the smart meter itself, but they would disappear. I can't explain why. So, you know, but the same effect is on your on your fuse box, um, and also a magnet, a magnet for your refrigerator. Those things alone will give you the basic shungite environment, and then you know get whatever piece bracelet pendant you know just whatever you feel a draw to um, gives you the individual protection so yeah look at those things you should at a basic just a you know the the least you can do for yourself is one of those environmental packs and then a personal uh, shungite in whatever form you want yeah, and then don't um, don't let it be lost on you that the Shungite magnets do contain the S4 powder, which has silver particulates in it. So it is also a physical healing device that you can take and hold around your body if you need it um, in different spots. So that's been used many times for that. Of course, be wary and leery of where you put it if you have, you know, any medical implants or things like that. But, I mean, don't worry. It's not like going to stick to your leg if you have a, a metal rod in your leg or something. Um but you know, each person's unique, so be aware of that. But no, they're they're good things to carry with you if if you feel drawn to. Well, I don't I don't recommend that you carry a magnet with you. I, I because magnetic therapy. If you're using magnetic therapy, that uh, it is very dependent on you know if the north or the south side is is touching your body. Um, this is something kind of interesting, though. But you've got it in the shungite form. But because if you if you don't have it in the right polarity, it can do damage to you because you're actually overstimulating or something. I forget. I I read this thing about the magnets and how the therapy is very you know dependent upon the polarity so all i'm saying is i'm not an expert in it but i wouldn't recommend you just carry it because you don't know which polarity might be on you know up or down and it's energy work you have to be cognizant of what you're doing if you're doing it as an enhancer to your own innate energies when you're trying to clear energies of something negative and all that then Yes, use it, use it, but just to carry it around, I'm not sure I would would no, recommend. I, I won't recommend it. No, I'm not saying put your pocket. No, fill your pocket with some kind of magnets or anything like that. No, a magnet. Use it if you, you have um, an issue with your arm. You can go grab a magnet, put it on there, and because we do make them known with the north and south pole facing a certain direction, we go through those efforts, and you know that, Nancy. Um, yeah. That's preset, so you would put it on your body the same way you would anything else. And it's just hold it there for a moment. So, no, definitely don't go wrapping it. I wouldn't suggest wrapping a, a wire around it and wearing it as a pendant. Don't put it in your pocket or something like that. But uh, what I would say is use it as a, a device when you feel led to. Um, but they are north-south pole um, already set So with those magnets. But definitely I agree with you, Nancy. So, yeah, I should have emphasized that. No, again, don't walk around the pocket full of magnets. Um, yeah, that, that may not work out well. It's a combo of the Shungite and silver, of course. Um, and because that is in the resin, I mean, heck, you can get one of the little totem animals, the Shungite resin animals. We have little fish, birds, dragon heads, all types of shapes and sizes. Those are made of the Shungite powder with silver parts, the S4. Um, and that is a healing frequency. So those 
could be used many different ways. I mean, we have people who put them on the dashboard of their car, their computer desk. And I again, cool it, okay. okay, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I had a cool one with, I don't know if you're still selling those insect um, resin, small insect, um, uh, what do you call it, resin figures, but so in, in the grocery store, they have these butter lettuce um, with the roots. Uh, you can buy that organic and, and fresh. Um, those are pretty popular in the health food stores, the produce area. So I take three of those um, insect resin uh, figures and put them um, by the roots and then throw it in the fridge. So I've, I found that useful as far as an application. That's a good idea. Yeah, he's talking about little tiny. Um, I think we, I think we only sell those on the Cosmic Reality website store um, because they weren't big sellers. But we, we need people like you, Mark, that are creative as heck um, to use that. So they're little. I don't know. What do you say? Maybe an inch long at best, and they're just little ladybugs, a little who knows, little bug-shaped ones made out of the S4 resin. But they will, will work well for that. We've laid them in the fridge, but I like your idea as far as, um, you know, near the roots and fruits and vegetables and all that. That would be a good addition to, because, you know, you see when you go into the websites <clears throat> that you have for the product, you see the picture and then the quick description. And then when you click on it, obviously you have more details, but there could be another section of creative uses and then listing if people have sent you testimonials or ideas like quick I don't know, you call it tweets of ideas like what I just mentioned or something, so people have different ways to to apply them like anywhere in their life, like daily use. No, that's a good idea, Nancy. We need to maybe, and it may be on me, but we got to figure out some way of doing just basically what he's saying so we people have accumulation. I know you've done it similar in blogs for years, Nancy, um, stories, but those, so maybe we can do kind of refine it, and I'll, I'll work on that, get in a place where people can put their comments um, hey, well, I've used a nugget this way, and then people can go through those without, you know, having to sift through other stuff. So that's well, that's, a, that's actually an entire chapter in Shungite Reality, which I highly recommend. <laughs> not because I wrote it, because I read right. it. And I'm not sure which chapter it is, but it's it's customer testimonials. And that's how we really began to understand the full implications of Shungite was because when I first started out, Shungite wasn't really known, but people knew me because of the radio show with myself and Walt, and then JP was really involved in it. So we got people very interested in it, and they participated in really discovering the the properties of Shungite. And that, I think it's like... 60-some pages of customer testimonials. And they gave us a lot of, wow, we didn't even think to do that. And then we test it out, and yeah, yep, they're right. Um, so if you're interested in, you know, Shungite, get the book. You can get it from, from Derek. You can get it from Amazon, but you can get it from Derek. Same price, only this time you're going to get a Shungite sticker with it, which is... Uh, what about ten dollars worth of, of you know kickback there for you and you're going to have it's we wrote it as a handbook so that you can go through and as frequently asked questions there's something like 84 frequently asked questions in the uh, one of the chapters then another chapter is about enterology it takes you much more deeply into the concept of enterology um, in the science of, of shungite and because again shungite taught us more about enterology. Uh, and then the last chapter is about 
Derek and, and, and the bees and, and what they taught us and Derek taught us with uh, using it. So, yeah, I, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm pushing the book, not for the money. I'm pushing the book because we have these questions come up all the time. We tried to keep up with this, Derek, before. And it's just, it's really very difficult to keep up with looking at all of the, uh, you know, responses that people would make to us and doing something like you're saying, you know, putting it into the into the verbiage on the different products. It, it, it's, it's work. But the book is there. And it'll give you ideas. I mean, people people used it for healing modalities that I never would have even considered. Like um, some people have used the the phone with a sticker on it to heal. Have you heard about that, Derek? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I have about yeah rebroad, and that's all. You're um, only limited by the individual's you know understanding and intentions and feelings kind of thing. So yes, that can be done. That's a good idea. Yeah. But uh, again, you have to have the right, and it's, but, uh, but it's such a tough thing to fall in on. So, but expand your understanding of everything I'm talking to everybody on, whatever you can. Um, but don't get discouraged if you're jumping in, in this analogy, getting in the kitchen, trying to make a seven-tiered wedding cake. You may not get it the first try. There's an understanding. You may burn something. Um, so, but you know, just keep expanding, keep understanding, learning, add to your. Um, well, just that, your understanding, um, and it'll get easier and easier and stronger. So, yeah, you can use any of the devices for different things. Well, learn to yeah, I, I, don't per, I don't personally recommend the phone because... I don't either. Yeah. You know, um, but like I say, it's something that people have tried. Have had, and again, it could have been just that they, their intentions were so in, intensely towards that, that, you know, it worked. I wouldn't recommend it, but um, there are just... It, it's the people, it's you, it's you out there that look at something and say, I wonder if, if it would work here, um, that led us, and, and still does. So don't limit your concepts of what might be to something that's written that other people have done. You know, be, your, be the captain of your own ship, <laughs> the best as I can put it. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe like, um, making the insect uh, resin figures more prominent because aside from putting it in um, you know because people buy like a, a bag or a sack of potatoes or um, um, <clears throat> different kind of vegetables that they would throw in the fridge now of course you have the S4 magnet but if they want specific attention energetic attention due to like a sack of vegetables that they use often they could put three of the insect figures in the bag um, also, like um, I know you were, we've been recommending S. I mean, uh, I'm sure somebody could do S4 powder or raw powder in plants, but another option is the uh, putting in three of the the S4 resin um, insects in in the plant pot or your favorite plant too. That's another option and use. And then like uh, regular purchases, because um, I know people like to put um, uh, S4 sticker. In uh, in between your phone case and phone, and and <clears throat> lately we've been recommending the smart sticker, but in in doing more of the Shungite mission, uh, people can put extra S4 stickers in their phone. So then, when they run into an acquaintance or a friend accidentally in the grocery store or wherever, they would could easily give you know 
two or three of the S4 stickers since they're so affordable to somebody, hey, put this on your phone, your partner's phone, your Wi-Fi, you know, just um, that's what I do because um, doing performing arts um, all over the over the area, I would run into people I haven't seen in months and then just give this off to them like, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, you never know who you run into. So um, just expanding the idea for, for um, energy work. Uh, healing that everybody can do easily. No, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, get more ways to understand it, look at it, and input. And yeah, no, let's continue doing that. And I'll try to find other ways too. Uh, in addition to the little uh, shungite S4 insects or bugs, whatever we called them, um, so they don't maybe have the little legs that can break off. Because I know it's hard to talk about these things, but they're really small and thin. So yeah, maybe we'll come up. I've got different star and shape and just little um, just different shapes that we can use as well. So maybe we'll integrate something like that for, for those type of situations. Um, for your store, what have been some um, uh, Valentine bestsellers uh, that people have purchased more often, like in a week or two before the actual day or that I don't know if these stories or testimonials that people have shared. Yeah. And actually, well, some of it often because um, here in the Mystical Wear store, we've actually opened and we're still developing it a make it make your own bracelet station with Shungai beads and whatnot, where you come in and make your own custom bracelet. Um, add in you know different types of natural beads, not plastic ones. So the rose quartzes, the malachites, things like this, the bracelets we already sell online. But now you can make a custom one and maybe integrate a little charm or something. But that those seem to be pretty popular. Um, so you can, or and or coming in and and you can buy these on the website as well. The Shungite Organite um, or Organ, I'm not sure what we call them on the website, but the Organ devices. So, but we have them in different chakra colors, even a rainbow one. And these are all on the MysticalWares.net store. Um, but they are those are popular um, and all the colors really. So pick your chakra color and or coming in the store and making your own. Orgone device and or custom candle. Um, so those things. and then back to the rose quartz. Believe it or not, of course, Valentine's the coloring and, and the heart shape. Those are those are big sellers as far as the rose quartz and even amethyst um, pieces. Uh, I'm trying uh, something that's a little. Uh, I don't know why it's tied to it, but our singing bowls and or um, oh frequency drums. They call them different things, but they're like a metal drum. Um, with a bunch of little spots on them you can hit, and each is tuned or has a different tone to it. Um, but those have been selling really rapidly here lately, too. Um, and I'm not sure if it ties into the, the holidays or what, but etherically, it ties into moving frequencies and energy, so they're similar. And I'm talking about these, the various singing bowls and drums and, um, again, the metal ones and things like that. They move energy, so people are being led to buy them during these times, and I don't care if it's a, a rattlestick with a bunch of little beans or pebbles in it that you turn upside down, and it makes a like a rain sound. Sometimes they're called rain sticks, lots of names for these things. Um, but what they do is move energy. So people are being led, and more often than not, they're not doing it intentionally because I'm talking to them. And, oh, that's really neat. Well, and usually there's a guide above them kind of winking or something like that saying there's a purpose for that. Um, and I'm just kind of making fun of it, but that's what happens. And again, what it does is removes the the excess or heavy energies, and we can do that listening to music, frequencies on your cell phone if you want, um, you know, download the ones you want, 
um, or just moving other objects in your house. But believe it or not, yes, making sounds or frequencies will move heavy and what we perceive as heavy energies down here um, and, you know, get the orgone energy flow going. So those are what sell. You know, that's another thing that, you know, I, I tend to forget about how powerful sound is. And just, just okay, so you got your family, you're, you're still having to, you're not going out as much as you did or whatever, you're locked down in some places. Get yourself, you can go to almost anywhere and get yourself those rattles and they have those boards that you go, ching, ching, you know, you, you rub against them and they, you know. Um, even if you can find a flute that you've never played before and drums and just your family, get them all a piece of musical thing and say, we're going to sit here and we're just going to feel, feel the sounds and play. Because we used to do that during the 90s and you'd just, people come in, they'd get a, a rattle, a drum, whatever they wanted, they'd pick it out, right? And some of the most amazing music I have ever heard in my life came from those episodes. And the fact that you would go out or I would go out and do this with a group of strangers, why not do it in every home? My God, can you imagine how much energy would start to move? Not only in the environment, but of course you might, your neighbors might begin to wonder what the heck are you doing here, you know? Well, give them some rattles, ask them. And you know, you can sit six feet apart and do this. So, you know... Yeah, maybe we should start to, you know, really kind of like push the concept of sound. We do sound gatherings here at the Miss Gore's store where people bring in their own instruments. The little thing you were talking about, um, we, we bought them at the two trips ago in Arizona. They're like wooden frogs that have a, a spine that protrudes. Sounds odd, but it's not that odd if you look at it. With a little stick that sits in their mouth so a little wooden decor looking frog thing you pull the stick out run it down its back and it does that thing i wish i had one here to do it but a a sound of wood on wood it's it's actually a pretty neat sound so little little trinkets like that um have a big effect and that's a so we do do that here um and yes you can sit we, we paused it because of the virus drama but um and when the gatherings open up again we'll do it again but we do that and we bring down all the drums that are on the wall anything in the store grab it bring in your own thing um, that's why we don't call it a drum circle. It's more of a frequency gathering because the, some of the people are just using their hearts, their frequencies, which is, of course, the most powerful. So they're just sitting there in our copper pyramids adding to the overall love song with their frequency. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's a really neat thing to do, and you can do it remotely. Again, when, when things open up again and we can get such they're in store, I'll try and see if I can't. Um, maybe get it on video as well or something and there's a, there's a separation there I know but we'll see what we can do but we do do those things and you don't have to be at Miss Gores to do it like Nancy said get your friends find a stranger sit on the beach you're going to meet somebody make some noise they're going to come ask you what you're doing um, and then just expand from there yeah bring a ba bring a bag full of these things to the beach <laughs> that, that would yeah, be yeah. awesome to see happen <laughs> that's funny a bunch of these little wooden frogs and what are those <laughs> they've got like ridges so as the as the as the wand goes over it it jumps from one to the other and they can be really magical mm -hmm. the simplest sound you know well for drums like drums are are high magic because the shamans when they would uh do their shamanic journeys the concept is to think 
to when when you when you're listening to the sound to focus on the space between the sounds between the drum boom you know that space and if you can do that oh my gosh it's just magical but that's what they would do is that they would uh, the power of the drum was really between the beats not the beats themselves I just always found that interesting Yep. So. Nope, that makes sense. Uh, I was wanting to get Derek's take on um, what an S4 versus a smart sticker um, does to a cell phone's um, sound. Sound because like a, a lot of people would play uh, music or whatever from the speaker of their cell phone. So what, um, is there an energetic difference if one were to have the S4 sticker versus a smart sticker um, in their phone to what could restructure the sound? It does. It'll add, um, okay, I think layers of a sandwich. The S4 has the one layer, um, or how do you tell it? One toroidal donut energy layer. So just imagine the, the donut shape with the hole in it, and then your cell phone in the middle, and it affects that frequency layer that's perceived here in the 3D more often than not. And if you do the smart sticker, and there's a whole sacred geometry, other shapes and things going on in that sticker which does add an effect to the layer above and below that one so think three donuts stacked on top of each other um so it's uh yeah it definitely is now it's again that's it turns it into a different tool now it's to your understanding individuals um on what to do with it so if you're writing those frequencies you can broadcast more but you need to be aware of that as well so i'm hesitating here because People should really understand armoring themselves etherically. And again, we've done it on other shows. So if they can come from that state where they've already put on the raincoat before they get out in that harsher environment, trying to have an effect, they'll be better off. So that's why I hesitate. I don't want to say, you know, run out in the street and let know because there's cars driving by. Um, so armor yourself. And then if you were to put the smart sticker on your phone, you would more easily if you had the mindset like i was talking about earlier sending it back up the chute and have an effect down or upstream i guess we'll call it upstream well then that's something if if it occurs to you and your imagination is such you can do that so it's an easier energy handhold to push back i hope that makes sense mark and i'm i'm kind of speaking in code here i think for those that'll understand will get what i'm saying and the others will just go what the hell is he talking about and that's just fine um so, but yeah, it does have a different effect. Um, but but again, you don't you don't want overdrive on your vehicle or nitrous if you don't know what happens when you push that button. So I hope that kind of makes sense. Um, but yes, it can have an effect for those that know how to how to use it. Because once you're talking the sacred geometry, it's tying in different planes or levels. I get, I keep defaulting to frequency, but it, it crosses over a couple of them. So you're not just within. In the diving world, they call it a thermocline, a layer of um, temperature in the water. Well, you can be in that layer, but you can reach on the above and below layer as well, and that's what smart stickers allow you to do. So that'll mean, again, a lot more to some people and, and others. Um, so it's, it's something to try. And um, you guys have any uh, uh, Valentine's weekend um I don't know, recommendations or, or suggestions for, for people. I know we should uh, come from um, Heart Energy Daily, but uh, 
I don't know, for the week or for the, for the weekend, maybe something additional or something like that. Oh, as far as for personal energies or whatnot? Oh, well, anything, really. Oh, uh, well, I mean, one thing I was going to mention, too, that we're finding is a good idea is the, so as far as widget-wise or product-wise, the Shungite water beads, which are just three Shungite beads, 10-millimeter beads, wound together. Um, and like I say, the number three is not lost on me for a lot of reasons. Wound together with pure silver wire, but those can be worn as a pendant as well. And if you hang it such around your heart chakra area, which is typically where a lot of pendants hang anyway, um, it, it how do I tell you that one? It spins. It's a, a not a toroidal donut shape, but and I don't know the name of the other donut I'm thinking of, but it spins it and turns it, which doesn't make much sense now that I think about it um, visually. But it, it changes it differently. So if you're um, wearing that around your heart chakra and generate that welling up sensation that we get um, uh, feeling, it will amplify it in you and around you. So we're, we're just finding it has a big effect that way. So um, um, another way to move the energies, and it ties into kind of what you were asking about for now and this week and whatnot, um, because just to be vague energies are always moving so try and have the best effect on them regardless of what 3d drama is happening and one way to do that is you know think of a little etheric floaty device in the swimming pool for your arms so the water shungite water beads work really well for that because of the silver as well and then the the three tying around the heart chakra so it'll help you clear and clean your own energies which means your thoughts so in the 3d it's going to give you a pause moment in your thoughts if all of a sudden you, something gets you all upset or angst or worked up, you're going to have that little half a second in your thoughts to catch your breath and go, wait, wait, maybe I don't want to do that. So that's what will help you manifest, a little handhold in your thoughts so that you don't fall into negative um, you know, feelings and energies and, and thoughts during the day. So that's one of the things that will work well. Um, even holding a, a similar way would be the palm stones, the Shungite palm stones that have healed and love on either side laser etched again a frequency held with your intent it just boosts it massively so i, I do things just what i'm recommending either have one of those with me or around me or my pocket or something like that yeah great and then we have the new moon coming up in a day or two so i think with the added uh, dark of the moon energies people can um focus their intent um for whatever goal they have with with uh, shungite so, uh, great additions. Thank you. Yeah. No, that's, I like that you added in the moon energies as well. Yeah, that, that, that can be a whole reset as well as when people learn how to, you know, different ways of using those energies. It's not just a moon energy. I would, I would kind of zoom out, I would suggest, a little bit and just think um, a, a massive change of energies in the 3D and then stop there and then decide what to make the energies become. So, because often if we tie it too much into it's a moon energy or it's a this energy or this, that, and the other, we we think we're kind of set. Um, so a f flower can, or let's say dough, it's dough. Well, dough can be a, you know, a biscuit or a muffin or a croissant. It's dough. So um, that's just why I'm saying maybe, maybe think of it a little different way and, and you can do a whole lot more with it. Um, the moon energies I'm talking about specifically, because some people think, well, it's it sets this. Well, if you believe that, that it sets that, then that's exactly what you're going to get. But if you expand your understanding and, you know, realize, well, the dough, just because it's sitting there in a round ball, doesn't mean it's a biscuit. Roll it out. It's now pizza dough. It's something else. So tie in your understandings and abilities, thoughts and feelings, 
to the dough, the energy, the moon energy, and it's going to be something different. So I'm just trying to expand um, a way of looking at it so that we can have more an effect on it beneficially. Yeah, because we got the <clears throat> different frequencies and, and um, energy waves coming in, so definitely um, applying, you know, those things that, that come in outside of the moon phases. So Even um, on the yeah. moon. So when somebody, that's why I'm hesitating, if somebody brings their crystal, I have people come to mystical words, they'll grab their crystal, say, Derek, I'm going to go run out in the, the new moon or the full moon, whichever one it is at the time tonight and reset this. Well, what they're doing is saying, I want my crystal program to that radio frequency, and they don't know what songs are being played on it. Not all of them are natural, I'll tell you that, and not all of them are beneficial. I'm, for one, not going to stick my etheric thumb drive, a crystal or my energy field in something like that and decide I want it all. Oh, heck no. I have a virus scanner, a firewall called a heart chakra and an imagination. So I'm going to tie those things together and my feelings and decide I want beneficial energies in alignment with me. Leave out the crap. So there's other ways, again, if we just look at it from a different perspective, we're going to have a way better outcome. You don't have to go to a buffet line and take a little bit of everything. The heck with that. You take what you like and what is best for you, leave the rest behind. And that means exactly what I'm saying as well. If it sounds like a bunch of woohoo crap, don't, don't, it's not for you. Do, go along your own understanding. Take what's best for you. Um, and that's what I suggest on the moon um, because, because let's just say those that are, believe they're in charge know that others do things like that with the moon. So, of course, they're going to override it. They're going to put a little spice on your, your meal before it gets to you to have an effect on you. Um, so just something to think about is all. Great. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Nancy. Um, wishing everybody a, a great Valentine's week and weekend. Yeah, thank you. Thank and you. same to you, Mark. We so much appreciate you. Absolutely. Have a great <laughs> Valentine's Day, Valentine's week. Derek, you want to say adios? No, yeah, I just thank you all, and again, especially Mark, we couldn't do this without you, brother, so I appreciate you and Nancy both, and, and all the listeners, thank you all, and have a great week. And everybody else out there, we just hope that you, you know, stay stable. We're going to get through this. Everything's going to be great. Love you all. Be safe, and thank you for listening to us. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.